What's up, everyone? Grace and peace to you. My name is Matthew Hernandez, and welcome to Reconciled Discussions, a podcast that glorifies God through the lives and stories of believers. Reconciled Discussions aims to give a platform for people in the Christian community to share their insight, expertise, testimony, or passions in a way that glorifies God and extends His kingdom. The door is open. The invitation is sent. I invite you to be a part of the show. If you have a unique topic, area of expertise, a working ministry, or specialized interest that you want to share with us, let us know. Shoot an email to reconcilediscussions at gmail.com. That's reconcilediscussions at gmail.com. We want to hear what God has set on your heart to share with the rest of the world. Today's podcast is a great one. We have Associate Pastor of New Life Outreach International, Lisette Feliciano, on the show. We will be discussing family life, parenthood, and how faith fits into all of this on what turned out to be one of my favorite episodes, Raising a Family in Christ. Lisette Feliciano, welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? How's everything? It's going, it's going. Getting ready for back to school. Oh, yeah. That's an exciting time. I always remember growing up, there was a Staples commercial, and they might still run it, where they, where they sing that song, It's the most wonderful really? time of the year. And the, guy, and the dad was, like, throwing all the pencils <laughs> in the bag, and the kids were just totally sad about it. That's how I feel. You're happy? I'm totally They're happy. They're sad, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, I can't wait for that feeling. I just see somebody else just, oh. And I'm going back to school, and you're just so thrilled about it. Uh, well, awesome. So happy to have you. Um, today's topic is super special, and it really felt literally inexhaustible. As I was, I was telling you before we started the show, I was looking at, I was, well, we were working on the outline together, and there were just so many topics about, and again, I'll repeat the topic, it's raising a family in Christ. And there were just so many questions that I started having and so many questions people had and so many articles and, and it was just amazing how how much information was out there. So needless to say, I'm super excited to actually talk about this. So and you're the you're the perfect person to have on the show. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, just you know, a little bit of your background. Great. Well, thank you for having me. This is fun. Yeah, so far um, so good. So far so good. <laughs> All 49 <laughs> seconds. Um, um, I have four kids. Uh, they are 10, 9, 4, and 2. And uh, we are also past, uh, like associates pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a PK, um, which I think plays a really big role in how I for see. For those that don't know what PK is, oh, pastor's kid, right? Pastor kid. <laughs> I'm a right. pastor's kid. Okay, um, just, just letting them know. Yeah, I think that influences my parenting for sure mm. as far as uh, bringing, bringing God into it and all that. Uh, so that's, that's it. And, you know, we're just a kingdom-minded family is what I like to call us. Awesome. And I like the humility of that's it because <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Uh, but <laughs> that's it. So that's it. Sure. Um, and whenever you don't brag about your kids in this podcast, I'll do it for you because I love all four of your kids. Oh, They're awesome. thank you. So she meant to say four awesome 
amazing kids that are, are just doing stellar things. So Yeah, wait, can I say my disclaimer? Yeah. All right, so I have a disclaimer for this podcast. Let them know. Which is uh, basically, like, my kids are young, mm-hmm. and... We don't know if I screwed them up yet. <laughs> we can't know. We still got a long way to go. I got to see if I survived teen years. Uh, but I, I, I have learned a lot from my own parents and my own upbringing, and um, and I really do believe that you either trust God or you don't. Hmm. So if I trust God and I pray for my kids, I'm basically putting all the pressure on Him, hmm. um, and I'm gonna do the best that I can. But it's really on Him. Amen. I think that's a the best bet you can make um so awesome i like the disclaimer because it's true you know you don't know but <laughs> they're still young we're not here to put you on the spot to say you're raising perfect a perfect family or you're raising perfect children but we're just i just thought you were the perfect person to just talk about the ups the downs the good the bad the struggles the success um as it all fits into uh your life perfect so overall i mean all things we do, we should do with a purpose. So what are your goals in parenting? Like, What, what makes it successful in your eyes? Uh, the bottom line, my bottom line, mm-hmm. our bottom line, Carlos and I, is that we raise kids who have a healthy fear of God and that love God. Mm-hmm. And anything else that they do outside of that is just a perk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the most, nothing outside of that is important. That is the most important thing is that they love Jesus, that they accept him into their hearts and that they live out a life that is pleasing to god Hmm. um that is really really important for us this kind of fits into the verse of seek the kingdom and everything else will be added kind of thing right that's that's really good i mean i think do you find yourself like having to constantly remind yourself of that like no i feel like it's a mission it's like a Hmm. life mission like our our personal life mission is that. So mm-hmm. I feel like it just transcends into our family life. I think, you know, we have a mutual agreement in our marriage right. uh, that this is what we live for. This is the, what we value. And it just, it pours out into the family life. Perfect. I mean, I guess it's so it's saying like you practice what you preach, but even more so like it's innate in you guys. It's innate in you and Carlos. and And there's really, it's not like you have to, you always hear stories of, of families that, you know, maybe didn't have the best, maybe the parents didn't have the best relationship with God, and they say, well, we took our kids to church. You know, mm-hmm. we, we made an effort to go to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. and we made an effort to uh, maybe read the Bible or something. But there was always a sense of, like, it was, and that's even a long shot if they say that, but uh, there's always a sense of uh, effort or strenuous effort even when they're trying to do it but if it's just innate in you and it's just running through your veins and it's just who you are it's like i guess that's it's all you know yeah it's all you know like i I remember growing up like never did we wake up and say oh do we have to go to church today right it's just like the the thought never really crossed because it's like this is just what we do um and i give credit to my parents for that they were super consistent Hmm. um and super uh you used a great word, which is, and I can't remember, but uh, they lived it. They yeah, lived yeah. it, and it was it was a, an unspoken mission. Right, they right. Li- you know, where we. That's awesome. That's like really encouraging to hear. Um, it's kind of a. I talk about this with some a lot of the guys that I talk to at church about just having integrity, and when you break down the word integrity, uh, 
it, it really means having one part like it's an integral so there's like integral is like a number it's one number and it doesn't have other numbers to it it doesn't have different parts so it's like if it's a part of you and it is who you are like mm -hmm. it doesn't change whether it's monday or friday or saturday night or sunday morning it's just it's just constant yeah. it's a constant thing jesus is in the dna awesome yeah awesome awesome i like that that needs to be on a t-shirt somewhere <laughs> So the, I guess the, the not obvious, but maybe obvious question I wanted to ask is why did you choose to have children? What was the, what was the thought process <laughs> to the choice? If that's the right way to ask the question. You know what's funny? Uh, we never really talked about having kids, which is probably huh. a no-no. Uh, right before you're going to commit your life to somebody. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. Um, and then two years in, we it just it didn't occur to us I was getting ready to go back to school and I found that I was pregnant and actually had a total meltdown mm. like a real meltdown because it wasn't on my radar right it wasn't part of my plan I had a different plan that I was getting ready to launch um and and then it happened and then mm. when he was born it was a surprise like I it wasn't planned it was just a really great surprise and um, when he was born, I was just like, this is, this is amazing. Um, and we were like, well, let's just go again at it and have them be the best of friends ever by having another one right away. And we did. We had uh, Nehemiah uh, a year and two weeks later mm. after, after the first one. And it was really tough uh, two years to have two babies at home. But, um, wow. but it was... After that, it was just like, wow, this is really fun. It's really fun to have kids. You could see how they are like you, and right. they haven't even been around that long. How do they pick <laughs> up? How do they pick up all these things that are like right. you? Um, and it's it's a fun dynamic. You, you know, you do things as a family, and it's just great. It's a lot of fun, and I love it. And I, I kind of feel like uh, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. It's like a little like Trojan horse you have at home. You yeah. know, the world doesn't see it coming, but you know that you're planting and you're yeah. you're you're giving them your all and you're trying to do your best and you're trusting God and you're just hoping that they do something so big in this world for God. Um, and even if they don't, even if they do something, even if they show up every Sunday and do one ministry for me, that's like a huge win. Right. But like, what if, what if they, I don't know, like, like the world says, oh, what if I'm raising the next like brain surgeon? Well, you right. know what? What if I'm raising the next Billy Graham? Like, right, can we right, think right. that big? You know? Yeah. And I think that's awesome. So, yeah. in, in whatever capacity that they do, I just want them to spread the gospel and take as many people with them to heaven as possible. That's um, awesome. So they're kind of like my little army. Yeah. It's <laughs> a substantial one. I think some small countries would be yeah. jealous of the size of your army. Um, that's like it sounds like a typical story of. And I don't mean to demean it or anything, but a typical story of when God's plans just come into your life and kind of take your plans and, 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 and turn them into something greater and something better than what you were trying to do or what you thought, or in your case, what you guys weren't even talking about. Like, you guys yeah. weren't even thinking about it or discussing it, um, but God had something totally special the whole time and was just, uh, you know, getting you guys ready for that. Uh, I was looking through Bible verses of why to have kids, and I came across Psalm 127, uh, verse 3 through 5, which 
you know, I thought maybe you were going to say, yeah, you know, we read these Bible verses and we just found <laughs> that the blessing of the Lord is in children. Because uh, Psalm 127 reads, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Uh, there's It goes on to say about they'll defend you in a courtroom and so on and so forth. But uh, I guess that was not the case, which led you to have kids. But nonetheless, do you find that to be true? Are they... Are they a reward from him? It sounds like that's what you were saying already. I, I do feel like they're a reward from him. I, I do. Let, let me flip this. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mention this verse because I have a lot of family and I know a lot of people who struggle having children. Right. And, you know, I don't think having children defines me or changes my faithfulness to God. Right. So... They are exactly what this says. They are a blessing and like an added great gift that God gives us. I don't think they actually um, make or break my calling. Right. And so, and in an effort to always think about people who can't and, you know, and and don't want, and, and, or some people don't want to have kids. Uh, I just try to keep all that in in perspective. That's true. I mean, like Proverbs says, like nothing is new under the sun. And it wasn't long ago that if you didn't have children, if you were barren, it was was seen as X, Y, and Z, a curse or uh, disfavor, uh, out of favor from God and so on and so forth. And I brought up Proverbs because a lot of people would still feel like that. Mm. Well, if if the Bible is saying, you know, that they're a blessing or a reward, then maybe I'm not being a good servant. Maybe I'm not a good uh, child of God or something, you know, that could really damage one's mindset or damage one's morale. So that's cool that you brought that up, that, uh, you know, it's not something to like flaunt or you you do have to consider that it doesn't change who you are or, or your calling to God. It's just... I think more importantly, it doesn't mm-hmm. change how God feels about us. Mm. you know whether we have them or not he still loves us and he's still chosen you know me right that's awesome i mean that's encouraging and it to remember that um as it's a great scripture though (laughs) what's that (laughs) it's a great scripture yeah right it (laughs) It really is quite i didn't mean to like dampen (laughs) it but (laughs) it's okay we got more we could we could uh we got more to dish out don't worry maybe we'll meet on the next one um so obviously you have four children and obviously there has to be challenges Mm -hmm. uh to the fourth power so what what kind of challenges do you face in parenthood and uh just generally speaking, I guess you could probably write a whole book on it, but I want to ask specifically in a Christian household, what are the challenges you face? Um, for, for me personally, um, I'm not sure what Carlos's struggle is, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty easygoing, I think a lot. Um, it's priorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggle with priorities in, um, you know, and I'll, I'll bring a scripture to the table. All right. Um, it's Luke, uh, where am I here? Luke, um, Luke 14:26. You have it here, yeah. Yeah, I have it. Oh, here it is. Luke 14:26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Mm. And this scripture gives me the feelings all the time because yeah, I grew up in church. 
I love church. Right. I love ministry. I love seeing people's lives transform. Mm -hmm. I love helping people. And I have to learn, like, hey, you know, you've got your own thing going on here. Right. <laughs> and, um, and making sure that my my calling and my obedience to God doesn't create jealousy within my own children mm. for my attention, but that they understand that this is our mission. And so right. getting them involved in ministry, allowing them to partake with us, um, hearing us talk about why we do what we do uh, is challenging in an, in an effort to always get things done. You know, sometimes I have to slow down right. and be like, you know, we're going to do this together. Um, but a lot of times, you know, and, and maybe parents will want to admit this, but sometimes I'd rather be doing something for Jesus than parenting. Right. So it's right. like, but at the same time, I got to be responsible with what God has given me. With, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a blessing. Like we just talked about, it's a gift. Right. And it's balancing that. And, and sometimes it's so painful, like right. really, really painful. That's um, such a unique perspective. I mean, I would never think that, that would be a consideration. We were talking about this before we kind of went through, uh, before we started the show and just, you know, the consideration that you don't want your children to be jealous of your relationship for God, given the fact that you're going to love God ex ex exponentially more than right. anyone else, including them. Right. And um, that's, that's like profound. And I think um, rarely spoken about, I haven't heard that, I can't say I've heard that often, um, but I think it's really an important perspective to have, and it's the right one, you know? You just gave the Bible verse, which expressed it clearly, and I think that's a hard thing to understand, but nonetheless, it's, it's correct. It's tricky, and I think I, I've, I only am aware of that because I have, you know, a some PK friends, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, joke around and, and, and say, oh, you know, like, while you're while your dad was praying, uh, you know, maybe you were eating dinner by yourself, you know? So right. it's like, like they're like jokes, but not jokes. Right, right. <laughs> and they're really, you know, you, when you're growing up, you, t you take those things and you they stay in you. Yeah. So having like my friends have these jokes and experiences, it's make, it, it makes me aware of that. Yeah. That, that's, that's a fine balance. And you're, for the, I didn't explain the whole connection I, I we go to the same church and she is my uh co-pat or the co-pastor of my church and her father is the the main pastor of, of my church and he talks about it all the time from the from the pulpit uh about you know things i think he had a hard time finding the balance mm -hmm. of family life and ministry um and he talks about it pretty pretty uh candidly and, and talks about how hard it was and um, I'm sure you learned from that. Yeah, for time. sure. They were really young too. I'm, I, I, I expect more from myself because I became a parent older than they did. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, they were really young. It was, it was tough. I can imagine. So we, I mean, we talked about the challenges now, and we listed just a few just now. But what about the, the other, the other hand? Uh, some of the great stories, or some of the successes where God has just worked a miracle, or moments of joy, or some type of success and into into the lives of your family what can you give us some stories uh sure about yeah that? i actually have a funny one and then i'll give All you right. like a really serious one <laughs> so uh i i think they were like maybe five and six and uh -huh. the xbox just stopped working 
Like, if you know, having boys and having an Xbox, yeah. it's like death, it's a big right? Deal. Yeah. So the Xbox stopped working, and I was trying to clean, and like I didn't. At this point, there was no, it was just them two, and I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong with it. I don't know, like. Right. And they're like, No, no, call Papa. You know, figure this out. And they're like harassing me, <laughs> and I'm like, You know what? Why don't you lay hands on it and pray and ask God to fix it? Right. And like as I'm saying it, I'm like, What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because this could go so bad. This is a gamble. So then after I said it, I had, like, my own little conversation with God. And I'm like, God, this is your opportunity to show them that you listen. Right. Like, get it done. Yeah. Like, so that they could know. And they, they laid hands on it. <laughs> so funny. Wow. And they're like, all right, we're going to turn it on. And would you believe that Xbox turned on? I do believe. <laughs> I believe. And they're like, he hears us. He hears us. He really hears us. And I wow. like gave like a thumbs up to God on that one because <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, that I thought that was really nice of him. Like, I'm sure you they know. will never, and they definitely haven't, but I'm sure they will never forget that moment. <laughs> and they talk about it, you know, when they're 30 and they're coming back home from wherever God knows where they're going to be in the future. And they'll be like, hey, Zach, you remember that day? Yeah. Yeah. I it, hope so. We do it all the time. We're like, hey, we need parking. And they'll be praying in the car and like, we'll get parking. Like, hey, he hears us. And so I really he like that when they, when they say he hears us. Like, for me, that's like, we can, they, it, it confirms that they can have a conversation with him. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, really love that. And that's a good way yeah. to look at it. I mean, you could think of, you know, especially with kids, the, the concept of prayer and the concepts of, of God hearing our prayers could get kind of dicey because kids mm -hmm. intentions might be a little you know not not the most <laughs> pure or, or noble intentions so it's like to get them to understand the truth is that he hears you right um he might not answer but he hears but he you hears and in exactly. a lot of the cases he does answer yeah um so instead I mean, of you know when i when i was a kid it was kind of like you know like santa claus type of thing like you know pray and and and, and he's gonna do it because just because you know i didn't understand that he was listening to me or that he cared about me right. or that he just wanted to know my heart. He was thrilled that I was speaking to him, you know? And uh, Yeah. So that's Perfect. awesome. But I mean, on a serious uh, matter oh, yeah? uh, was uh, when, when uh, my sister-in-law couldn't have kids, mm -hmm. uh, it was tough. It was, it was a long ride. And um, we remember sitting down after dinner at least three times a night <clears throat> talking about it and asking and praying and believing God yeah. for a baby cousin and for, you know, my baby to have a baby because this is what she really wants. And right. uh, we put it, we prayed for a really long time. And as we're praying, we're having more kids. So it's like, right. you know, it, it was, it was, it Back was the first thing you were talking about. Yeah. It's a tricky situation. Uh, and then when she got pregnant and she had her baby, they were like, miracles are real, you wow. know, because they saw all the odds against her. Mm -hmm. uh, they saw the prayer and, and they saw, you know, the frustration sometimes, yeah. uh, the private talks, you know, they're in the hallway. They know, you know, when a sad time comes and things mm -hmm. like that. And to see, you know, her baby being born, it was like miracle. Like they could see a miracle in front of them. It's wow. so they, they named her. Milagros. Milagros. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It really was. They have some they have some good uh uh experiences, I guess, with God working awesome, awesome miracles and just 
um, blessings into people's lives. And I like that one because it's not even, and, and it shows their heart too. Like it, it wasn't even directly for them per se. Yes, they got a cousin, but you know, they knew it was more for, for her, Mike and Carrie. Right. The, you know, the for parents. them, sorry. Yeah. Nor for her. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, don't get mad at me. <laughs> yeah, for both of them. Uh, that's, that's, I think that shows like growth, right? Like what? Five years before that, they were praying for an Xbox. Right, you're right, actually. That's and a good point. And then five years after that or whatever, now they're praying for someone else. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah, that's, that's sweet. Awesome. That's cool. Um, so I know all four of your children. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Not, you know, I hang with them. Uh, they're you're awesome. You're awesome with them. Yeah, we, I actually was walking the dog with your daughter today. That was pretty cool. Um, she was into it, and she was, like, really trying to learn about how to train a dog and stuff. And <laughs> So it's cool. So why do I bring this up? Is because I'm pointing out the fact that they all have very different personalities. In fact, each one of them is quite different than the other. And even the littlest one, how old is Toby? Like three? Two. Oh, two. You know, he even has a personality that is kind of in his own realm. So what, like, how do you work dynamically to kind of boost their morale or just reassure these children of their identity and most importantly, their identity in Christ, but... What are some of the creative techniques you use to reach them where they are in, in their individual personalities? Uh, this, I think, is uh, really easy for us. Uh, I, I read a lot. Yeah? Um, I had parents who really spoke a life into me, mm-hmm. like, all, all the time, you know? It, it was always like, you can do it, super supportive, um, spoke life into me, spoke into my future. I mean, my dad had me write down all the qualities I wanted in a husband and mm. kept it by his bedside. Like, it, and so for, for me, to, to, I speak what God wants from them. Right. And so to me, I feel like this is super, super easy. Um, and, and because our mission is to be a Jesus-centered family and we're passionate about it there's nowhere else to look does that make sense yeah Um, i don't i'm not sure if it's a struggle yet i mean i think it only becomes a struggle when other people and other kids maybe might say things to them Mm -hmm. that might you know make them feel less than or um and so i've had really easy conversations with them about it like well will you tell me who who you think who I think you are, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the conversation goes into, well, now tell me who God says you are. And Mm -hmm. they usually align pretty well, you know, what I say they are and what God says they, they are match. And then it's like, well, now tell me who you are. And then they'll repeat again. And it's so, it's, it's so far, it's really easy. I imagine as they become teenagers and they become more like aware of, you know, their things and the hair and the pimples and, (laughs) You know, it get, it starts getting weird. Right, um, right. It could it could get it, it might change, but for right now they're still young, and I think it's it's pretty easy. I like that technique of just opening up that conversation to just because I feel like sometimes when people lose their identity and kids, you know, aren't excluded from this, is they believe some type of lie mm-hmm. or they're some type of of most of the times it's some kind of lie about who they are. Or what people think of them, or such, you know, especially the loved ones, um, and then that starts feeding into a new identity. Um, but when you kind of just break all that down and just, you know, ask them simply put, you know, who do who do you who do you say that I, you know who do who do you say that I 
I say you are mm-hmm. and who does God think you are so who are you it's just like breaking down the walls of, mm-hmm. of lies that probably seeped in somewhere right um just to trick them in their identity and that's really a, a great technique I like that I think that could go a long way yeah. um for sure I'm gonna jot that down for future reference I also ask whose son are you oh and the first response is Carlos's son and I'm like and who whose son are you mm. I'm God's son wow that that actually I I put some I was thinking of a bible verse and I came across John uh John 1 uh verses 12 through 13 and it says yet to all who did receive him to those who believed mm-hmm. in his name he gave the right to become children of God. So when you said, whose son are you? Mm -hmm. This is their right to be children of God. And verse 13 reads, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision uh, or a husband's will, but born of God. So that's intense. (laughs) That's super intense. Because that was actually a lot of what you were talking about. It's like, especially you said like your first child was kind of God's will and just something Mm -hmm. that happened. Um, that kind of fits into that scripture and then also reminding them that that they had a right to become children of god it's mm-hmm. almost like you're accepted into like the greatest club of all time like, absolutely and that's, that's actually great lingo with them like yeah we're a club we're a gang <laughs> you know we're, that's cool we're on the same team wow so i i you know i think you kind of nailed i was gonna kind of talk about you know how do you answer a question like if they say like does god love me mm-hmm. um and maybe with uncertainty do they ever come across a question like that or doubt not yet okay not yet good i imagine cool. one day right it, it could be associated with not enough trauma or right. life right you know usually like when we're in a crisis we're like does god love me you know right. life um, really needs to smack them and then yeah. the <laughs> but i think our response to to our storms uh show you know right. i know i know uh for them to see uh, John and Daniela continue to serve God despite their baby having passed away, mm-hmm. I know that they're watching that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they love God despite what God right. decided to take from them. And right. they were old enough to understand exactly what was going on. So yeah. they went through that process too. And I think situations like that where it's not directly impacted on them, mm-hmm. uh, they can learn from. Wow. Yeah. It, make, it makes perfect sense. Um, so do you, do you find that you use, like, I'm sure you do, but do you find that you like seek out, like when you, when like seek out Bible verses when it comes time to like, um, help guide them or bring comfort into the home? Or do you find that it's more just natural conversation or, I mean, how do you go about like really bringing comfort to them or comfort into the home? Man, this kind of happens like the message Bible. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. You, it's so ingrained into what we do that right. I even catch myself giving Bible lessons without giving Bible characters, right. you know, right. or sometimes we'll be like, you know, well, what do you think David thought about himself? He's right. seen a giant, you know, right. Right. and um, if he could do it, you could do it or, oh, you know, cool. uh, we'll put in things like that. But I think a lot of the times it's, it's just in natural conversation or sometimes it's like, well, what do you think God thinks about that? and let right. them answer me about what they think that means. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty natural and organic how it, how it happens. Yeah. 
I would imagine it would be. And that goes back to the first thing we were talking about, just about it being innate in you. Mm-hmm. And it's just an integral part of who you are. It's just like, um, you know, you don't have to like, hold on, let me get the Bible out, flop, 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 let me mm-hmm. find the verse. And maybe you do sometimes. Maybe that does happen occasionally. And maybe when they're older, maybe they'll like, I don't know. You know, I have no idea. But yeah, This is not a shameless plug, but yeah. <laughs> they get so much... Uh, info at Children's Church mm. on Sundays. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they surprise me what they've memorized. Wow. Um, so I try not to... We'll, we'll have family devotional and we'll open a devotional that has verses in it. Right. Uh, but we're we're not going to sit and like read the New King James right, right, <laughs> at dinner right, table right. because that's not fun. No, <laughs> um, no, not So we really. try to make it fun, you right, know, and right. I know a lot of great websites that have like summer programs and like, yeah. I remember like last summer we did one, it was like an investigative type of spy thing mm. where they took characters of the Bible and we would uh, hear descriptions of them and try to find who they were. So like I try to like make it fun and not yeah. so like ritual does yeah. that make sense yeah. yeah that's great i think that's probably the best way to go about it especially for kiddos and you know it's maybe in the, there will come a time like later on like where you guys have like some serious like you know bible discussions and when they're like you know young adults yeah. and stuff like that i'm sure that'll happen but you know when they're young nine years old seven years old it's like we have to make this interactive and mm-hmm. you know applicable to their to their life um so i came across this article and it was it's funny because it was called uh and it was on um like focus on the family website and it was talking about uh well the title was raise your raising your children in a godless age and i was i started to read it and i was like looking at it and uh i thought I thought it was recent, but as I kept scrolling at the bottom, it said, like, circa 1975. Uh And it just made me think, so they were thinking that then. Uh You know, what are we thinking now? So I guess, ultimately, nothing has changed. I don't think the godless age has changed from time of, uh, you know, pagan idols and Corinthian Mm -hmm. versus 1975 versus 2018. Like... But I, I think it is a good question, is is how do you raise your children in the midst of maybe a quote-unquote godless age or anti-God uh, society or something like that? At first, I think until Jesus comes back, it's going to be godless. Like, mm. uh, it's... I think about Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Why would we think anything... Why, why, do, why are we surprised when, you know, things pop off in the U.S.? Like, oh, my God, are they allowing this? Is this for real? Like, come on, you know, it's yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Um, people, people don't change. Right. Uh, but um, I think for right now, uh, well, first, I think their first friends were friends from church. Hmm. And their first friends were friends of, of ours who live life with us and who do ministry with us and so they have they have had a good um surrounding community that right. believes in the same now when we get into school um ironically enough they've been surrounded by some really good people um and you know it's kind of hard to for anybody to to not notice 
that mm-hmm. they're Jesus kids because yeah. of their names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if too many people know Zachariah or Nehemiah. I mean, they would be like, I guess it strikes maybe as odd. And then maybe they took a second or Googled it quickly on their phone. Like, what is that? Uh, oh, okay. There's something about a wall there. Okay. Um, but no, I guess that's pretty obvious, right? I mean, yeah, most people are like, those are Bible names, right? I'm like, yeah. And then they, they know right away right, the kind right. of people that we are. Um, and so far, you know, we've, we've had very respectful people. I think the good thing is, is that as a parent, navigating which, uh, one of, which one of your kids' parents values the same thing that you do, mm. you know? And I, I think something that we reiterate to them and ask them all the time is, is this a good friend to have? Mm. And I let them answer. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes it's yes. And sometimes it's eh, not really. Right. You know, so it's like, well, do you think that you can make better choices? You right, know? Right. And then I kind of push them to question their own, you know, stuff because ultimately once they get into school, into college, I'm not going to be there. Right. So I try to give them questions that they can ask themselves. And I, I hope that spills over into uh, godlessness, you know, when they're faced with challenges where they have to choose. Am I going to do what Jesus wants me to do or am I going to do what Jesus doesn't want me to do? Right, right. That's, I think that's very smart to go about it that way because, there's, like you just said, there's going to come a time where they have to make the decisions themselves. And I like that that allows them to partake in the decision making because uh, it wasn't long ago that I was a young kid and, (laughs) you know, I would ask to do or hang with the kid who maybe was kind of, you know, not so, not such a good influence and maybe my parents knew the family and knew that maybe they weren't the most, let's just say, responsible or what have you. And if I was going to ask to hang out at their place or whatever, you know, most of the times they would just say no. And I, I wouldn't really feel, I didn't feel like, first of all, by the end of it, if I didn't go, I still wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go for all the wrong reasons why they didn't want me to go. So at the <laughs> end of that, it was just like, okay, maybe you let me go. Maybe you didn't. Maybe I'm going to go anyway. Um, but maybe, like, I, most, most importantly, I didn't learn or I didn't really realize, like, why shouldn't I go? Like, why... And I didn't want it for myself. Like, by the end of that, I still wanted to go mm-hmm. and wild and out with the guy that, you know, can go and, you know, do whatever he wants. Right. So that's pretty cool. I think that's that's really smart to go about it that way, to kind of give them ownership of that. Um, so Christy, my wife, she was excited about this question, and I won't ask it as she asked it to us before we started the show, but the million-dollar question, and I'll preface uh, with Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, and you're going to get what I'm going to ask. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful later on. Oh, I'm sorry, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So the million dollar question is, how do you handle discipline in your home? Well, let me hit you back with Proverbs. Right. 13. See, we were going to get into the verses slinging back and forth. <laughs> Great. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punished him with the rod, he will not die. Punish him with the rod and save his soul from death. Mm. Uh, and this has come alive. Uh, it, so just like logistically, when they're 
you have to start discipline right away in my right. in my personal opinion and what I've read it just you know they're not too cute to be disciplined they're yeah. never too cute <laughs> to be disciplined because one day you know they're not they're going to be very uncute in the yeah. supermarket you know yeah. and in a restaurant and it's just not going to be cute after a while right um so for me i've so far with the, the first two because i have two that are older and then two that are still younger mm-hmm. uh i started super early and when i mean early i mean like three months old right like you know i you're three months old i am the boss yeah 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 <laughs> you know and if i say you get a swaddle you get a swaddle mm-hmm. you know just basic like and uh, we didn't co-sleep you know and i know there's a lot of different you know things about that but we right. we didn't co-sleep we believed in putting baby in their own bed and having them uh self-soothe um mm. it's also a lifestyle choice and i know people that are very good at co-sleeping i'm not trying to knock their hustle right 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 um but uh for me i just wanted to be intentional so it, i don't i do believe in spanking okay i think it will save me troubles later on and i right. think so far i've seen the fruit of that good in the past 10 years with my oldest so in the beginning, and I only spank for deliberate disobedience mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. deliberate lying and mm-hmm. deliberate manipulation. Yeah. I don't spank for you roughhousing and breaking a picture frame. Like right, right. that's what boys do. That's what right. kids do. Or if a kid stands on the table and breaks it, like right. that's just what they do. Like then right. we'll have a talk about it. Like, okay, we don't climb tables, but like, I'm not going to go full force on that because it's, you know, you have to navigate what kids do. And if kids talk a lot and and they interrupt a lot, like, those don't warrant spankings for me. But yeah. if you straight up lie to me, yeah. <laughs> like, basically, if you sin, we're going to talk about, like, this is going to be a problem, you right. know? So um, I we were very uh, intentional in the beginning. And I was just telling you before this started, mm-hmm. I haven't. I know this is TMI. My kids are going to kill me if they hear this one day. <laughs> but I haven't spanked them since maybe they were like four or five. Wow. You know, and I learned this from my dad. We don't spank with hands. We have like a spoon from the kitchen. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if I even take that spoon out right now at 10 years old, like panic, you right, know, like right. just the thought of, of mom, pun- you know, punishing me or have it just, it drives them nuts. Right. Only because I think I invested... So, and I'm not saying I was spanking like every weekend or every day. I think there were just moments that were impactful. Right. And I could give you a really good example. Oh, and I have her. One of my <laughs> One of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were at Staples and he stole something. Uh-huh. And we got home and he pulled it out. He's like, ha ha. And I'm like, I was mortified. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sure somewhere in your life I've told you we don't steal. Right. So for me, no that, excuses, that warranted, you know, a discipline of that nature. And yeah. then we took it back and he apologized and handed it back over. And we got back in the car and it was done. And yeah. then, you know, I, we talked, I hugged it out. But like to that extreme. Yeah. You know. That's a things, big one. Or if, if, if anybody cursed in my house, like a bad word, like yeah. I'd probably lose lose my marbles because we don't do that you know um so now i think 
for them what hurts them more than 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 actual spanking because like it says the rod doesn't kill them i mean obviously we're not talking about child abuse here right right um uh now things like taking away the xbox or the switch right or soccer oh any of those things that they they we take time away from that hurts them yeah you know and sometimes it could be the change of my tone is enough yeah or if they see i've noticed with one of them if they see that i'm not having fun anymore yeah doing this parenting thing <laughs> something's wrong scary. yeah it gets scary because you know and i tell them like could we just like get it together because this is not fun anymore you're making this not fun yeah you know yeah, and yeah. then it's just like oh you know and then they they kind of shape up a little bit and stop acting crazy that's a good team environment you know they are trying to make sure that everybody is uh working together yeah working together yeah, and it exactly. goes with grades too i'm like you know you got to get good grades because then it's not fun yeah. like i don't want to be you know getting a tutor and taking you here like that's not fun we could be doing other things right <laughs> it's not waste of summer at school you know right well i thank you for answering that question honestly and in very candidly so that was great um and i and it's i think it's true you know and i don't think it's true we confirmed with two bible verses and passages of just the benefits of that it's hard at the time but mm-hmm. in the long haul it's, it's going to be fruitful so speaking to the families out there or parents that are listening uh those that have children or those that are planning to have children or maybe those that are unsure or you know somewhere in between what are some resources that they can turn to to help guide them and, and help them through that process? So, I mean, it could be anything. It could be, you know, oh, okay. websites right, or right. anything. I, I, I used, uh, to get this whole podcast together, I was using a lot of uh, uh, Focus on the Family. Okay, I love them. Yeah, that's pretty good. They have a lot of uh, extra sites. Like that you can yeah. link to like a, like they, there's a specific site where they review movies for you mm-hmm. and Plugged they in. have like a magazine yeah. and I, I love them I've read plenty of his books they're they're super good um, but I think your local church mm. is a great resource for any family yeah. um, I think your the leadership within a church your pastor yeah uh, finding other families that you could get connected with and talk to and hang out with. You know, my dad used to always tell me, show me your friends and I'll show you what you're like. You yeah. Know? So if you want if you want to have your kids around other kids that are partaking in the same lifestyle, in the same community, then get plugged in somewhere. I feel like mm-hmm. being it and showing them and not just talking about it is is the best thing to do for kids because they are so impressionable. Yeah. And they watch everything and they, they're hearing everything and they're seeing everything. So it's like putting you know sacrificing your own selfish whatever you want to do on a sunday right and getting plugged in and uh and really finding that that is your resource the internet has tons of stuff tons of articles i love james dobson um there's a lot of great books out there and the best resource i think um for your kids is you Mm. Um, I think if we're growing and we're getting closer to God, we're their best resource yeah. because they're not going to read the books and they're not going to go online and Google how to be a parent uh, or what are my parents doing to me? You know, right, right, right. <laughs> where are they learning how to do this? <laughs> they're not going to do that. So I feel like if we're growing and if we're curious and we, we want to trust God and we want to do it the way Jesus would do it or the way that he's asking us to live our lives, then we're their best resource. 
Um, so I think that's part part of that is taking time to eat well, to rest well, to have fun, huh, to like see logistics, like the to, basics. Yeah, to, start, to see yeah. them seeing you laugh and yeah. and enjoy you know every day, and also uh, them seeing you trust God and yeah. how you manage your money, what you prioritize. All of that is you being a resource to them. That's awesome, and I completely agree. It's the things that we for myself too it's the things I saw my family do or saw my parents do um, and grasped how they were living that really carried over more so than what yeah. they said or you know what they tried to implement or what have you it was really how they how they lived their lives so um, that's great to remember and it and it takes a lot of the complication out of it because you know just if you keep growing and you keep plugging into God and you living that life to to just honor God it's it's no doubt it's going to carry over to your children or at least they're going to be exposed to it in the front row seats that they have right absolutely so as we close out um i just wanted to allow you just to offer maybe some encouraging words or anything you could leave with our listeners um who are trying to raise their families in christ we're not going to talk about fortnite Oh, <laughs> all right, let's I, do I it. I really want to talk about Fortnite. I, I, you know, that was the best, <laughs> I, that, that was like the, the most unique question. That was totally my question. Because, all right, we're going to take, so for all those that wanted this podcast be 45 minutes, too bad, so sad, it's going to be like 55 minutes. Just edit something out, take something out. No, 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 we're going to rock with it all. <laughs> let's talk about Fortnite, okay, because I have... Have you played Fortnite? First of all, no. Okay. I have not, so I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Right? All right. But I've been in several places, none of which are like the last. One was like <laughs> a supermarket at like 10 o'clock at night. One was like in the hospital. The other one, I work at a hospital, by the way. Everything's fine on my end. Yeah, and my everybody's well. But anyways, I was in a hospital, and then another one I've been at church. And always, I've been hearing people complain, and people, by people I mean parents, that their kids won't get out of the house, that their kids won't do anything, <laughs> that their kids won't uh, pick up the trash or make their bed or do a single thing or won't even accompany, accompany them to the store to get something because they're playing Fortnite. So, my question, let's talk about Fortnite. What's your two cents? <laughs> you know, all of those things are so true. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what kind of whatever this game has. It's, it's like a drug, literally. Literally. Uh, but I, I kind of like Fortnite. <laughs> like, it's really fun. I can't ever admit that to, like, my kids. But it's such a cool and fun game. Like, if I was their age, I'd probably be totally into it. Right. Um, it's super addictive, but it's so fun for me to watch them play. Yeah. Um, you know, n- now that school's starting, you know, we're starting to lay out the rules. Like, mm. like I just told them, we're going to limit this to Friday and Saturday. What? <laughs> Like that's the, I have I have isms that they do like yeah, yeah. bro 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 what oh my god you're such a hacker <laughs> get out the way give me that come save me it's like the it's like this reel that plays all oh, day boy. it's hysterical and they turn into like different people yeah it's like like well they're having fun they're having fun which is they're, great they're talking to their friends you know yeah. obviously we're monitoring who they're talking to yeah. but I personally I, I think it's a fun game okay. and also it's funny to see leadership qualities in them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like 
You're like, I need two men coming up the flank. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Like, no, give me that gun. I need this one. Hold on. Wait right there. I'm going to go save decisions. you. Executive decisions. Executive decisions. <laughs> uh, you know, do you trust me? Or, or wow, I, lo- I love, deep. yeah. And then this part is so fun for me because, like, I, I'm really big on kindness. Where it's like when they win, I love to hear them. Good job, guys! I knew you could do it. Wow. Come on! I knew I believed in you, and I love to hear that because, like, right. for me, it's showing me what's inside. Yeah, it's you there. know, and it's I don't there. get to see that at school right. or on the field. I get to now see it on Fortnite. Weird. <laughs> It yeah. is weird. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I don't know. That's awesome. That's the, that is the most positive report I've heard from a parent about Fortnite <laughs> so far. So that's encouraging. Because, um, yeah, you would think you would see it maybe because your, your children play soccer pretty competitively. So I think you would catch it a lot there. But not so much. It's, you know, it's kind of weird. This Soccer. is like right in your living room. Yeah, they're it's in it. It's happening. And uh, and even they, I mean, they fight, they interact and, and all that stuff. But it's teach, it's, we've had a lot of teaching moments with it. Good. But uh, And Carlos plays. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, secretly, <laughs> I know Carlos pretty well. And I think, I think he secretly really likes it. Him, him and I were having a discussion about it. He was talking a little bit about uh-huh. the intricacies of Fortnite and different, you know, fundraising, uh, you know, Oh, and the endeavors. dances. Oh, yeah, the dances. So, I mean, do you really think you could... Well, my sons don't uh-huh. dance. Like, right. 9 and 10. Like, oh, I don't dance. Right. They're dancing now. Oh, wow. Like, it's okay. like they're not even embarrassed to dance. So, I'm like... It's breaking, breaking it out of their shell. Yeah, it's okay. fun. As a, a positive report for Fortnite, for all the parents listening, there is a, a silver lining to this madness. <laughs> um, awesome. That's great. So back to the more profound, the serious, right. you know, encouraging word. But no, seriously, though, e- even it could be something as silly as Fortnite. But what are some encouraging words that you have for the parents listening? Uh, <clears throat> one, um, grow. Find, find a way to grow. Find a church to grow. Find a friend who, who you see looks different than everybody else and ask right. them what they're doing. Um, get closer to God because the closer you get to God, the the more of Jesus you you become more like Jesus, and they see that. Right. Uh, pray for your kids. Pray mm-hmm. for your kids. Pray for your kids. Pray for your kids because when we can't, He can. And when everything, if we pray for them, like, and God hears us, and we firmly believe in that, He's gonna make it happen. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be hard. You might have bumps. Um, but we have to trust God that his will over our will. Yeah. Um, and so I know my parents prayed for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could tell you I've been in some really stupid situations. Yeah. And I think it was their prayers that made me say, you know what? This is not a good idea. Yeah. This is my limit. And I saved myself from probably a lot of things that would have gone south. Yeah. Uh, and I probably could have still been paying for them. Um, so I'm really grateful that they did that um, because um, there's a battle for our kids. You know, the Bible says our war is not against flesh and blood. Um, it, and it's true. Like, right. we are fighting a battle that is not here. It's, 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 there, there are forces beyond us that want to take out our legacy. Right. You know, do you, you think that anybody wants, you think that the enemy wants you to raise kids to spread the gospel? No, no, absolutely not. So the more that you try to do this the way Jesus wants you to do, the more 
uh, adversity you're gonna face just like your own personal walk right you know but now what happens is is that because we're here on earth and we love our kids so much it's it's so much more painful when it's your offspring so like if it's you you could kind of take it you know mm -hmm. but when it's your kids you almost feel vulnerable right uh, but it's the it's a fight and uh, I think it's really one in prayer in prayer and obviously be responsible <laughs> yeah. be responsible but really really like you know it's done in prayer and so i'm a firm believer in 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 keeping a healthy discipline of praying for your children that's it amen thank you lisette thank you matt it was a great closing word i appreciate it and i appreciate you having on all this information and all these all this insight and these stories were just really, really enjoyable. So thank you for being on the show. I want to thank all the listeners listening to Reconciled Discussions. This was episode four. Uh, keep your eyes peeled and your ears open. We're going to come out with episode five uh, real soon. So thanks for listening and God bless. <laughs>